Hi, welcome to a brand new show called Sentience. My name is Leon and I'll be your host each week talking about all things vegan. So if you've ever wondered why people go vegan, what the true meaning of veganism is, or you're vegan curious and would like to have some more information before starting your own journey, this hopefully will be the show for you. Each week we will delve into different aspects of veganism and what each of these would mean to you should you choose to go vegan. We will discuss in depth the animal rights aspect of veganism, the environmental impacts of uh, animal agriculture and the impacts on your own health and the obvious benefits to all three of these aspects when you go vegan. So as always with any conversation, the best place to start is the beginning and the beginning has to be a solid foundation. So let's discuss the actual meaning of veganism. So the true the one true meaning of veganism is to live a life where you cause the least harm that is possible and practicable uh, in your daily uh, in your daily life. So so what do we mean by that? So what we mean is that we we know as vegans that we can't eliminate all animal death. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. But what we can do is that we can make choices that result in the least harm. So, for example, we know when we go and buy a KFC that a chicken had to die to get put into that burger. So the way that those animals are treated and the way that they actually end up in your burger is an absolute horror show. And that can be easily avoided by just choosing the plant-based KFC burger instead. So that's just one quick example of what we're saying regarding just a, a simple food swap um, eliminates all of the animal suffering, eliminates the environmental aspects uh, impacts on, on producing that chicken breast and also nullifies the effect on your body that 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 and the the consumption of that animal product has so let's return quickly to the point that i made earlier that we vegans know that animals die in the production of vegan plant-based whole foods so what did i mean by that so crop deaths crop deaths is what we're talking about so during the production of crops various animals insects will end up getting killed during the, the processing so why is that okay? I mean, we're vegans, aren't we? We don't want any animals exploited. We don't want any, any animals killed for food. Um, so why is it okay for us to uh, talk about not killing a cow or a pig, but it's okay for us to have voles and rabbits and insects killed during the production of crops? So I can tell you from my own personal perspective and pretty much from every vegan that I know that we actually all hate the fact that crop deaths occur. And if we could farm in a way that avoided crop deaths completely, we would. However, we do have to eat, and whatever we would actually like to happen, the reality is that we live in the world that we live in, and the way that we produce crops today causes crop deaths.
So how does this differ from the cow, the sheep, the pig, the chicken being sent to slaughter and ending up in your KFC burger? Why is that not exactly the same as, as a rabbit getting killed by a combine harvester? Well, the first obvious and major difference is that the cow, the chicken, the pig, we breed those, we selectively breed those purposely to be killed. We know from the day that that animal is born that they are going to be slaughtered for someone to have a sandwich. This is a process by design for a reason that is unjustified. And the reason it's unjustified is that you can eat something else. So whilst crop deaths are something we would like to eradicate completely from the food production system, until things like vertical farming or precision fermentation comes online, we can only produce crops the way we do today. However, we do not need to breed and slaughter 80 billion land animals a year to live. So any justification has to be born of necessity. If we don't have the necessity, why do we do it? We have the necessity to grow crops because we need to eat something. We don't have the necessity to murder 3,000 pigs a day in the UK. And one further factor to consider regarding crop deaths is that globally, we have to grow enough crops to feed 80 billion land animals plus 8 billion humans. So if we're gonna talk about the number of crop deaths, then really, the meat eaters unfortunately are responsible for way more crop deaths than vegans because all of those crops going to feed the animals that you're eating unfortunately means that you are causing 10 times the amount of crop deaths. But hey, you know, I don't intend for this show to be a tit for tat between uh, vegans and meat eaters. What I prefer to do, like when I do my street outreach, is to have uh, an informative intellectual conversation with people in a respectful manner and try and find some common ground. Being introduced to new things is always difficult and making changes is always a challenge. And I tend to find that when we want to make changes, we make them far easier when we have all the information and facts to hand. So now we have a basic understanding of what veganism is. Who am I and why am I talking to you about veganism? So I'm around three and a half years vegan now and I'm also a uh, vegan activist and uh, have created a group called Sentience All That Matters which operates around the south coast area. We're involved in multiple projects uh, regarding animal rights, uh, climate change and environmental issues and also health issues. So every vegan has their vegan story uh, of how they became vegan and I'm going to just take a minute here to tell you mine. So uh, there I was happily going along as a 50 year old, had been consuming animal products my whole life, didn't see a problem with it, to be honest with you, never even crossed my mind to look into what I was actually eating. It was just the way I was brought up, that was what we did, we drank milk, we ate chicken breasts, we ate meat, we ate animals they were just there for us to eat. So where did the change come from and what led us to tr change our lives so drastically? Well, it was all down to my 15 year old daughter who had a friend that was vegan and uh, that friend would sit and eat lunch with my daughter every day and uh, my daughter was intrigued by what she was eating and the, the discussion started from there. So she asked her why she wasn't eating any animal products and obviously they had the conversation. So this friend was an ethical vegan, so that means that she was vegan for the animals. So that evening, my daughter and my wife had the conversation themselves about veganism, and uh, it was agreed between the two of them that they would do some research and 
both go vegan, um, which they did. Um, then they asked me to join them. I was extremely concerned about doing that. I'd heard that it was just ridiculously hard to do and uh, in my brain the amount of foods that I would have to cut out was just going to make life utterly miserable. But I agreed to give it a try. Um, I didn't last too long and I was stuck uh, not being able to get rid of eggs and cheese. Um, then it came to a Saturday afternoon and uh, they had gone out shopping and I decided to sit down and watch Dominion on my own. <laughs> um, basically within seven minutes of watching Dominion I was in pieces and uh, swore never to eat eggs uh cheese or any animal product ever again um, and they both came home from shopping and found me crying on the floor in the lounge cuddling the dogs because uh, I was so distraught and um, I haven't touched an animal product since that event and that is one of the reasons why I believe so passionately that people should be shown the footage because after having to watch hours and hours and hours of this kind of footage where I'm editing for street outreach and editing uh, visual videos as well, I can tell you there's nothing more powerful than those images to get people to actually start making the connection.
huge huge surprise for me coming into veganism was that i was never a foodie i really didn't like most of the foods that i ate uh, they caused me various digestive issues i had bloating i had acid reflux um, i really did not enjoy food at all um, and would eat as much plain food as i could just to uh, fuel my body uh, since being vegan um, i've become a total foodie <laughs> and uh, I, I just love the massive variation of foods that I get to eat now um, and the, the various flavors are just phenomenal so actually from a personal perspective had I not gone vegan my relationship with food uh, or rather my poor relationship with food that I had would have carried on probably for the rest of my life um, and now I have a wonderful relationship with food where I'm trying lots of different things all the time and um, lots of new things coming into my into my daily menus so that is my vegan story that is how my entire family became vegan and uh, during lockdown um, my 80 year old mother also transitioned to uh, veganism and uh, is now a healthy vibrant 82 year old so it just goes to prove the vegan whole food plant-based diet is perfectly sustainable for all stages of life so where did the leap into activism come from well for us being vegan just didn't seem to be enough um not only did we feel the need to spread the word of what happens to the animals in the in the animal agriculture industry um being somebody in my 50s previously had had such horrible digestion issues I really felt the need to let other people know that they don't have to have that poor relationship with food and they don't have to live with those side effects of eating animal products and further to this the information that we'd gained during the research on what's happening to the climate and the the, the dire situation that we are in with climate change today um, meant that actually we have very little time to get this message across and transition as many people as possible. So initially we joined AV, Anonymous for the Voiceless, and we relaunched their Brighton chapter that had been closed for uh, 18 months or so, um, and we were 
reasonably successful at that and we enjoyed doing that and it was great for us for a while. Then we decided to move on and launch our own group called Sentience simply because we could do more of a variety of things that we wanted to do. We really enjoyed that too and felt we were making quite a difference. As volunteer numbers grew and we were getting some recognition within the movement, we started to get involved with other projects as well. So we've been involved with projects with Viva, we've been involved with projects with Animal Rebellion, we work with We The Free, the largest animal rights group in the UK. And we've just joined Just Stop Oil to help work with them on their environmental campaigns. Last September, we were honoured to be asked to join a groundbreaking team from Animal Rebellion and Viva, in which we travelled the country going into uh, auction houses, talking to farmers about transitioning to a whole food plant-based system. We also pushed the plant-based treaty and are working with the councillors in Haywards Heath, who have just signed up uh, to the plant-based treaty as a city. And as we speak, we are working with Viva and Animal Rebellion to put together larger teams for the 2023 Farmer Dialogue project. Last week we did our first animal rescue where we managed to get seven pigs that were dumped on a scrapyard, uh, rehomed into a sanctuary uh, in Norwich and the logistics of doing that was a very severe learning curve. We then heard about this amazing radio station and uh, jumped at the chance to put together a show discussing veganism. We're also uh, extremely lucky to be able to volunteer at the Animal Sanctuary and Retreat in Kent uh, with a wonderful team up there. And this is a great balance for us when we've uh, been doing vigils and we've had to bear witness to animals at the slaughterhouses as they're going in to be processed. So a reasonable amount of experience there for uh, just over a year of activism and uh, hopefully I can use some of that background information to have some relevant discussions with you and to help you guys uh, see why we're vegan, why we're activists and help you make the right choice, which is to go vegan.
So let's get right into it and start with animal rights. So why are animal rights so important? What actually happens to the animals in the uh, animal agriculture industry and why you should care about it? So before I became vegan, what allowed me to carry on uh, harming the animals and paying for animals to be harmed in the way that I did was something called cognitive dissonance. Now what cognitive dissonance allows you to do is you know deep down what's happening, but because of culture and tradition and because of what is seen as the norm you just carry on ignoring it and allow it to carry on what groups like sentience do is attempt to break through the veil of secrecy and hypocrisy to get you to understand and see what's actually happening to the animals and how by buying these products you are directly contributing to the abuse now in the uk we are considered a nation of animal lovers and most people would con consider themselves to be decent people with a good moral compass however there seems to be this arbitrary line that we set between animals that we will take into our homes who will give names and a, a warm bed to and feed to and uh, those animals that we are happy to be put into a slaughterhouse and chopped up for us to have a sandwich so why do farm animals have the right to be treated as uh, pets or companion animals as uh, us vegans refer to them well this is where our group name sentience comes in because sentience is all that matters so if, if an animal has sentience and sentience is the ability to understand who you are to be able to take in your surroundings and the other animals around you sentience allows you to feel pain and pleasure to understand emotions such as happiness and fear if you are sentient you can understand what is happening to you and you can equate that to either being a pleasurable experience or a painful experience. So sentience really is all that matters. Now we're not talking about intelligence here. We'll get into what difference intelligence makes in a later episode. One simplistic example for you would be that when pigs have their teeth pulled out with pliers and tails cut with scissors with no anaesthetic, they feel the pain sensation. And the polar opposite, when you give that pig a belly rub and it falls over to have more of a belly rub, that is sentience. It understands the difference between the pleasurable experience and the painful experience. So just like when you're preparing dinner and you're cutting up a carrot and you chop your finger, you get that immediate pain response to tell you that you've damaged your finger and to make changes so that you don't carry on hurting yourself. When that pig has its tail cut off, it has pain sensations from its pain receptors telling it that something bad has happened and it reacts accordingly. So plants, for example, are not sentient. They don't have a brain, they don't have a spinal cord, they don't have a central nervous system, and they don't have pain receptors. Plants have been proven to react on a cellular level to stimuli such as heat and light, but they do not have the comprehension of pain 
because they don't have the biology to comprehend pain. They don't have sentience. Sentience is the driving force behind animal rights. And the understanding of sentience is what makes every ethical vegan a vegan.
hopefully now you can understand why I gave up my job, rented out my house and became a full-time animal rights activist. Me, each and every animal is somebody, not something. I was in their position. I would certainly hope that somebody would speak up for me and try and save my life. There's more than enough evidence to prove the benefits of a vegan world far outweigh the way that our food system works today. So I'm guessing that most of you at some point have met a vegan and you're thinking to yourself right now, yeah, I've met vegans before. They're preachy, they're shouty, they're self-righteous, they think they're better than us. You know, I think one thing that's always underestimated when people meet a vegan is the passion and how compassionate they are for the animals. What you have to understand is that once you know, you know. And what I mean by that is that once you know what they're going through, it's really, really difficult to put that away. So in your mind, when you meet somebody and you speak to somebody regarding veganism and they take them on board the information and you've explained to them what's happening and where their sandwiches come from and they just don't care, you know, it's really difficult to not respond to that. As I said before, respectful conversation from both sides goes a long way. So every vegan activist will have what's called an abolitionist viewpoint. Now what I mean by that is that we want to see the absolute end of all animal abuse, all animals being used for food and various products like clothing. However, what will differ is the way that they approach the subject with you when discussing it. Some activists will be extremely angry because what's in the back of their mind the whole time they're talking to you is what the animals are going through. And as we said before, what the animals go through is an absolutely horrendous torture show and it does need to stop. So sometimes for some vegans it's extremely difficult to uh, talk to you without having that in the forefront of their mind and that does reflect on the way that they will speak to you, hence the preachy militant style vegan outreach. So does this make them bad vegans? No, absolutely not. What this means is that they are very compassionate people that are passionate about getting the message across to you. And as you can imagine, if you're trying to share some life-changing information with people and they're just not listening or they're showing that they act simply just don't care, then that can be very frustrating. You also need to remember that these people have given up their time and their money to come out and to try and educate you and help you understand what's going on and where your food comes from. Very few activists are actually paid to do this. So understanding that there's no hidden agenda here, there's no you know, corporate backing, there's no uh, companies that are trying to sell you something. What's actually happening here is that people are actually trying to help you out because we are murdering animals by the billions, we are destroying the planet, and we're also destroying our own bodies with what we're putting into it. So we've touched base on a lot of things today. We've explained uh, what being vegan is about, what veganism means. We've talked about activism and we've talked about uh, sentience and why animals should be left alone to live their own lives. So during the coming weeks, we will deep dive into various subject matters. Um, and next week's show will probably focus on the dairy industry, as that is the worst of them all. So pointing out the issues with the animal agriculture industry and just leaving all that information with you doesn't really help you out. The best way to transition you to veganism is to give you the information as to why it needs to happen and then to give you a specific set of tools to help you make that transition in a successful way so that you embrace veganism and that you stay vegan for the long term. Now veganism has been around for a long time 
and there are multiple tools out there to help you and to guide you and to make it as easy as possible for you to transition. One of those excellent tools is Challenge 22. This is a completely free service and provides uh, menu information, recipes, nutritional guides and free help constantly whilst you are transitioning. We will include a full breakdown of Challenge 22 in another episode, but please feel free in the meantime to go online and Google Challenge 22 and have a look and see how those resources can help you start your transition journey.
one of the things that I'm always hearing as a vegan is that veganism is a cult and uh, we're all indoctrinated into uh, this this strange society that uh, preaches about animal rights and we're all tree-hugging hippies. Um, so let's just clarify something here. So three, three and a half years ago, just over fif- when I was just over 50, um, I was wearing a three-piece suit all day and running a business. Um, I was what you class as your normal person living their life um, and I certainly did not get indoctrinated into a cult. Um, what I did was I had somebody um, lift the veil for me and open my eyes um, and once the information was presented to me there really was no choice but to make that change. So as far as a cult is concerned um, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's, it's almost like a it's like a secret club that everyone should be in and when you tell people they don't want to join but actually if they knew the benefits for five minutes they would be queuing up around the world to join this club i can honestly tell you that the benefits of going vegan have have just been phenomenal and there is absolutely no way that i would ever go back to eating meat even if i wasn't an ethical vegan which i am and if i wasn't an abolitionist i still wouldn't put those products in my body because of what it was doing to my body i'm 54 years old now and i've never felt stronger i do spartan races i do half marathons i go to the gym four times a week and i'm currently working on handstands and trying to get a free 10 second handstand i'm also running a challenge this year where i've challenged myself to do 100 push-ups a day for the entire year and to date I have superseded that target. So far from being a cult, I would honestly say that veganism actually gave me my life back. Now I'm going to give you a classic example of how somebody being open-minded, having a respectful conversation and listening to what's being said to them actually changed their life for the better. So December 21 we had a street outreach in Brighton and uh, a gentleman came up to the uh, the outreach and had a good half an hour conversation with me. Um, he was 52 years old and had very similar digestive issues to me. Um, and we had a long conversation. Uh, he listened quite intently. I gave him some information to take away and uh, I thought that was just it. A great conversation, fantastic. The guy's listened to me, he's been open-minded and um, he's gone away with a, with a handful of leaflets. So we held our our outreach in the January in the same location Um, and this gentleman actually made the effort to come and find us um, and came up and spoke to me and thanked me because he'd actually made the change, he'd cut the animal products out of his diet uh, in an attempt to um, alleviate the, the digestive issues he was having and it had worked. So that was a wonderful example of somebody being open minded, listening to the information actually matching up with the problems that they were having and making the necessary changes. Now he's no ethical vegan and he's clearly gone vegan for his health. However, when we actually think about it, the animals don't really care why we stop killing them. All they care about is that they're left alive. And this is one of the areas that we will discuss during these shows is that going vegan for your health or the environment or the animals, what is the difference if there is one? and does one make you more vegan than the other? Now technically, if you go vegan for your health or the environment, 
you're plant-based not vegan because you don't align yourself with the ethos of veganism but the action itself is still saving animals lives and we will deep dive the pros and cons of each of those what would I like you to take away from the show today so even if you have a 1% better understanding of what veganism is and why vegans are so passionate about animal rights then that's a positive 
very few people have gone vegan overnight and it is a journey just like any other major change in your life it is a journey I would love nothing more than for you to listen to this show or the upcoming shows and to think to yourself yep that's right for me that's the change I need to make I'm going to be realistic in that I need to give you the information to help you make that change in reality there's normally an event or a trigger point in someone's life that will make them seek out a change you may have walked past the street outreach being held and seen some of the footage on the screens you may have watched a documentary on TV with your family you may have health concerns and your doctors raise an issue about your diet there could be various reasons why you would start to embrace some new information and start seeking out a change for the better so if you've made it this far into the show I'm guessing I've piqued your interest and that being the case I'd like to give you some resources just to have a look at before next week's show so first and foremost it would be remiss of me to not get you to listen to Gary Urofsky's The Best Speech You Will Ever Hear. Now this guy is probably the best animal rights advocate on the entire planet. This speech will definitely enlighten you. This speech will definitely help you understand the plight of the animals and why what we're doing to them is so wrong. I would be extremely surprised if you could make it all the way through that speech and not come away with some semblance of understanding of uh, the lives of animals in the agriculture industry. He goes in depth into the psychology of why people perceive animals in the way that they do and kind of helps you break down the cognitive dissonance and lift that veil yourself. Now once you've listened to that speech I'm going to suggest that you watch Dominion on YouTube but please beware this is not an easy watch and I certainly would suggest that you watch it with somebody else and that you watch it in bite-sized chunks uh, it's extremely difficult to uh, watch all the way through it does contain graphic footage and it contains footage of multiple species of animals and exactly what we exploit them for once you've watched Dominion I'm going to suggest that you watch Game Changers and What the Health both of these documentaries are amazing and will fully explain to you what happens to your body when you consume animal products, the massive negative effects on your body and uh, the huge advantages of moving to a whole food plant-based diet. And again, this reason to move to a plant-based diet is not only substantially beneficial to yourself but you have the added knowledge that you're not harming animals just for a sandwich. So I'd also like to give you some of our own resources from the group Sentience. So our website is www.sentienceatm.earth and uh, please bear with us because that website is still being built by me and I have very little time to work on that. Um, so our TikTok is activist269 you can pop on there and have a few video, uh, look at a few videos of what we've been doing. Some of our vigils are on there and various other projects that we're working on. And you can join our Facebook page, which is Sentience All That Matters. And again, that will highlight what we've been doing and also show you what events we have coming up for street outreach and various other things. So on that plant-based bombshell, we appear to have run out of time. 
Hopefully you've enjoyed the last hour and I've managed to persuade you to tune in next week. I'll leave you with this little masterpiece from Talk Talk. Thanks, bye-bye.